Yeah, Cody, if you're listening, fuck off. Okay, I'm telling you right now, fuck off. You've won enough money this year. That buys you a lot of juice boxes and candy at the candy store, man. He's oh my god, yeah. dude. I love dude. I love the fact that he's like so young and you're so old and like he stayed with you and like numerous times. You're like, yeah, I had to get him out of there. Like, I, I was over him and the same thing. He would say other reversal, like, oh man, I was pissing Corey off so good today. Like him and Trent both. Like you can tell, like <laughs> they enjoy getting you fired up. Episode 109, Tank Slapping Podcast. Back at it on the pod. We're, we had a little little snafu, and we, we had to take a week off with uh, the, the pod we did. We actually had a really good fucking pod with Lane's World, and we had some tech difficulties. So trying it again on the other side of the mic, Robbie Bobby McClendon. Rob, what's good, man? Man, just as you're at work, um, kind of like you said, unwinding after uh, Cedar Lake, um, looking forward to Volusia and, uh, and and everything that happens in the off season. I think we're gonna have a pretty spicy off season, uh, and I, for one, pretty excited about it. Yeah, I uh, man, a lot's happened actually since we've done a pod. Um, Motocross of Nations, victory, America, love to see it. That was hell uh, yeah, brother. <laughs> that was pretty badass i was man if they didn't win it this year it would like i don't know what the move would have been um i know it rained a little a little bit a lot of it um the track was pretty muddy so that kind of threw some things um some unknowns into the race because i know we qualified first from like whatever i'm gonna say we as in i'm part of team usa <laughs> um but then it rained, and I know the European riders are really good in the rain, especially uh, European riders in Australia. They're really good in the rain, but they pulled it off, got the win. I know a lot of the flat track people were bummed that we had a rain out, you know, our delayed schedule at Cedar Lake because they wanted to get to destinations, which is like 20 minutes off the exit heading back east, Rob. So, yeah, so that was cool. Um, we'll talk about Moto America, the season finale um, was at Barber your home track. We'll get some, some former winners insight on uh barber in Moto America. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's talk Cedar Lake uh, long weekend, like the 96 hours of Cedar Lake marathon. Uh, the track was pretty awesome though, man. When I rolled in there, I was like pleasantly surprised. I'm like, damn, this is sick. Like I had no idea what to expect and bum fuck Wisconsin. I mean, it was like basically in Canada and I rolled up there and the track was sick like all weekend. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was really excited as soon as we got there. Um, just the facility in general. Usually, you know, I, I, I look around and I'm like, man, this kind of place is in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be just a, a de- I, I knew from pictures it was going to be a decent track. Just, just you know, just seeing all the good racing they have going and how, how busy their season is all year long. But clearly, they've got a good idea on how to run races. And then, uh, man, just you get there and it's like kind of in the middle of the field and then boom, huge facility, nice pit. They got like a, a humongous indoor next door that I was like just drooling over. Cause I'm big, big short track guy. Uh, and I, I'll be honest with you, as cheesy as this sounds, like the coolest thing to me was when bikes are on track and going into turn one, you can see like your live positioning. Just, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. But at the same time, I think I asked you personally, like, uh, like, man, did you look at the scoreboard? Cause like 
you're hauling ass into turn one, you're trying to get it slowed down, and like you can kind of maybe glance over to your right and look and see like, yeah, that was a good timer. Shit, I got to pick it up some. So yeah, uh, but just a really cool place, man. Everything was awesome about that place, except for the 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 rain vibes were were not not feeling it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The scoreboard thing was really cool actually. And, and I've done that on miles before, like on miles, they have the the big jumbotron or whatever. Um, I've done it at Sacramento where if I'm leading the semi or whatever, leading the main event, I look over on the jumbotron to see if anybody's drafting me. And actually it kind of fucked me at OKC last year. Uh, they weren't showing, like I had a pretty big lead at one point and they stopped showing me. And usually when they stop showing the leader, you know, you're, you're checking out, you're checking out. And then all of a sudden Dalton freaking was right behind me. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm watching the, I'm like, it. dude, why would they show that battle? Like he's coming. Like, so I had no idea. He actually passed Man, me. And <laughs> I got him back. But. Dude, I totally like, I know, but I told, him, I was like, dude, you showed your cards too early. Cause honestly, if he would have done that with one or two to go, I don't know if you would have had enough time to rally back, but you, you could almost see it in your eyes when he passed you. I think it was like, what, four or five to go. And you were like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> and like, you, I was like, hell yeah, go Dawn. And like, you found another gear. I was like, shit. Yeah. But it was no, still pretty cool. It, that was a fun race. No, yeah. It, it's cool having those, those screens. So like in pra on the test day, it was really cool. Cause you're not totally, not totally going one hundo on the test day. And you could like roll around the start finish and see what place you're in. And uh, I wasn't where I exactly wanted to be. So I, I did another lap. I did a um, kind of a heater because I knew I needed to go a little harder based on where the screen was. And I jumped up into like second overall with that lap. <laughs> I stayed out and did another. But yeah, the track was sweet. It had a lot of banking, which was cool. And even the test day, like it didn't groove up and it was fun. Like it had a lot of grip. It was almost too good. Like the grip was insane. We were going extremely fast around that quote unquote short track. Um, not a short track, but <laughs> I, I guess it's a short track compared to Springfield mile. It's short, but, um, yeah. And then, and then it rained and then it rained again and damn, like, yeah. And then the track on Sunday, I want to give AFT a shout out for being patient and letting the track kind of dry before they sent us out there. Like I feel a lot of times previously, they just rushed to get us out on the track. The track peels up, it gets rough, you know, they're just, it seems like in the past, they've been a little impatient and Kevin and everybody that made the decision to kind of wait it out. They pushed the schedule back an hour later on Sunday, the sun was out and the track ended up being really awesome. And it got a lot of freaking grip. Like I did not expect it to get that much grip and um, yeah, it was racing, man. The racing was good, Rob. And I guess we'll talk, get into um, the singles class, Rob. That was uh, an unexpected win, but not so much for those that kind of, that know, I guess. But yeah, it was good. And, you know, you say unexpected, and, and I don't mean to be a clairvoyant over here, but man, after, uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for making the call, because after the test day, you only got a few laps, but I was like, man, this feels like something Coast could win on. This feels like something Trent could win on. And then uh, um, I was like, man, you know, because honestly, you know, usually I'm like, oh, yeah, Dalt, you know, Dalt, Dalt's going to do good here or Cody Cobb's going to do good here. And, and they both did. Clearly they did good. But something just told me that that uh, Coast and Trent and really like I had Trent picked for the win and he was right there. It wasn't like, you know, either one of those two could have won it. But uh, 
but man, that was that was cool the way those two dudes they just kind of put their heads down and it didn't look fast, but they were just so consistent and so smooth, and they just kind of put a little gap on a on the freight train behind them. I think there was like a, what a five or six rider freight train. I know you had Trevor leading it. You had the two KTM's. You had at least two Hondas. I think Dalton and uh, Chase, and um, I think there's another guy in there too. Maybe I, I can't remember. But it was it was cool. I mean, I was nervous. I was sitting there screaming on the airplane the whole time, but uh, I, I I didn't get kicked off a Delta flight, so that's good. <laughs> this podcast I want to make a do a quick shout out to mission foods they're the the major sponsor of this show and uh yeah they keep us going so if you can go out there support mission foods and mission products grab some tortilla shells tortilla chips and if you can't find it order online like do what you can to support those that support the sport uh yeah man the singles class was I didn't get to see it because it was right after my main event. And I looked over it. Um, I honestly forgot, not didn't forget, but like I wasn't paying attention. They they roll off the track after their main event. I looked at LJ. I was like, who won that? And I was, dude, I because honestly, I asked him because Trent's like my guy. I trained with Trent all winter. I've helped Trent for years now. And he hasn't won a race yet. He has like six or seven podiums. And his speed all day was insane. Like he would he could pass people. He was checking it. Like he looked great. And I'm like, Oh shit. I was like, LJ, who won that? Thinking it'd be Trent, hopefully. And then it was and he said Chad. I was like, no way. I was like, I was like, that's sick. So I was I'm really good friends with Chad. I, you know, we go way back and I was pumped for Chad because you just like never know with that guy, man. It's like he's good for, you know, a win a year, no matter how bad he's doing or how, you know, how far he's off. You know, he he figures out a way to to get a win a lot of people give him shit and write him off but dude like the talent is is there he's he's done some really really cool things in the sport as far as his accomplishments go and you can't count him out on a good track like that where he feels comfy and they got the bike dialed in and i know i know you helped out with that the last few weeks so yeah big win for the first impressions team i know eric that guy's funny man i, I that guy cracks me up i really like him uh, for him to get a win, just seeing the excitement on his first win for the team, first win since Vol- those, I guess it was the opener last year, Rob, at Volusia Chad won. So it's uh, it was cool to see, man. You like to see that excitement. And the first non-factory-supported team win in the 450 class this year. And, yeah, and, and he earned it. Like, Trent was there the whole time and couldn't do anything with him. Like, initially, I, I figured Trent got a bad start and he had to work through traffic, but – he was right there the whole race. So good for Trent and Chad. And then uh, Trevor Bruner uh, was a little off um, to what he's been, and he still found a way to get a podium. So he's really coming around on those bikes, starting to figure them out. And then, yeah, you said there was a freight train yeah. freight train behind. But big shout-out to uh, Cody Cop Rob for winning that title, man. I, before the season, if you so told, me, told me he was going to win, I would say, eh got a shot but he wasn't i wouldn't have gone to vegas with those picks for a sophomore season and uh man he died all year yeah i would have i probably wouldn't have picked him for the championship just based off of last year but man honestly after the first what three or four races he he was instantly like the guy and and it's no disrespect to him not to not to pick him it's just you know he got along different on the hondas than he does on the ktms and and it could be the team dynamic. Uh, I know Fillmore's got a pretty good operation going over there, but uh, and, and of course, you know, look who his dad is. I mean, if there's anybody that you want in charge of your racecraft, so to speak, you know, that's going to be one of the best dudes to learn from. 
and and he earned every single bit of that. It wasn't there ain't no asterisks on that championship, man. He he, he double stamped it, and um, you know, just such a nice kid, nice family, nice team. Like everybody on that team is cool. Like the vibes are good, and uh, and man, I mean, just what what else can you say, man? He had uh, uh, anytime you go win the championship and have a couple rounds in your pocket, uh, you're doing good, right? Yeah, he made some good money this year, and I don't feel bad taking his money. We do little side bets quite often, whether it's mini golf or ping pong or whatever, bowling. Like me and Cody, we always – I and I usually whoop his ass at these little stupid games. So I kind of felt bad. I'm like, man, I'm taking this kid's like Chuck E. Cheese money right now. And uh, and then I see him just cashing these big, you know, mission chair. I'm sorry, Alam challenge checks, and I'm like, dude – Let's go. I don't I don't feel bad at all. I actually whooped Max Whale's ass and ping pong at at Cedar Lake. We were at dinner and they had a ping pong table. And I'm just standing there watching them play. And Max gets real sporty. He's like, Hey, Cetex, I bet you 20 bucks I could beat your ass at ping pong. I'm like, How do you know if I'm good oh, at ping dude, pong? Don't dudes? even get me started. So uh I was hey, like, man. let's go. And he's like, Hey, he's like, You want to warm up? And I'm like, No, I don't need a warm up. And I ended up beating him like 25 to 10 or whatever. So uh I took I took my I'm All taking right. I'm taking so, KTM's money. Fillmore's gonna have to pay them some more. <laughs> dude, I hate hate to burst your bubble, man, but I'll destroy you at ping pong. But there's two people you don't want to play against in ping pong. First is gonna be Dalton because he's decent, but he is the sorest loser in the world at ping pong. Like <laughs> if you want to like not know if you're gonna get ping pong paddle flung at your face, like that's who you need to play because anytime like he's he's the kind of guy that like tries way too hard to like hit the ball and break it in half that like one out of every 40 is going to connect and you're never going to touch it. But the other 39, he's just going to be so pissed off. But even more sketchy than that is thunder. Uh, shout out to thunder, man. He, he used to have a little shed in his backyard at his older house and he called it the Thunderdome and it was straight up a ping pong apparatus. Like it was insane. I'm like, Oh, I'll wear you out at a ping pong. No, nah, dude, I don't think I returned like maybe five serves of his. Like he kills you with a serve, but then he's I he's really it. good everywhere else too. He's it's, great at defense. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like, honestly, everybody I've talked to, their ping pong is a sport where everybody says they're good at it. It's like, oh, I'm sick of ping pong. <laughs> like, it gives everybody false hope. And it was funny when I when I beat Max, our their table was ready. Like it was Dave Z, Michelle, Max, Briar, Shayna. Their table was ready. And I figured we were all done. We're leaving. Like, I already ate. It was late. I, I get ready to leave. Who pick, Who runs over to the table, picks up the paddle, and wants a shot? It's Dave Z. He's like, let's go. And I'm like, your table's ready. And he was like, oh, man. Like, just like a bum puppy dog, man. Just wanted, to, wanted a shot at, uh, <laughs> at table tennis. <laughs> I took the money and left. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so that was funny. But, that yeah. Is, that is pretty good. We'll go on the production twins. I want to give a shout out to Bell Power Sports supporting us since pretty much day one on this podcast. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Race Star Flex, man, it, it wins championships. It, it protects its riders. Jared Meese took a really hard fall over the weekend and his Bell Race Star, you know, it protected him well. He got right back up, no issue. So if you start tank seven, you want to be protected by Bell. Production twins, dude. Uh, like for me, I was I was excited for this track. You know, I like I like these short tracks, quote unquote short tracks. Um, I like, I mean, I like actual short tracks as well. But these these banked little car tracks, kind of what I grew up on in Pennsylvania, and 
yeah, going into it, I felt good and was able to get the win. It was a, a dicey main event, but our bike worked really good all weekend. And I just had a good time. Like I was having fun. It was a good atmosphere and, and uh, it wasn't easy, Rob. It was, it was a really dicey main event. I don't know if you watched it, but uh, yeah, it was, it I did. Fun. It was fun. <laughs> really it, fun. It, I'm just saying, man, like uh, I, I was on a roll at Cedar Lake and, and and just because I know you'll call me out, but what did I tell you numerous times? Like you'll like throughout that whole, the longest weekend in race history. What did I tell you? Probably numerous times. You got a shot. <laughs> you got a shot at Dude, it. You can win this thing. Yeah. You can win this freaking race. And, and I don't know. I just feel like I can read your vibes and it, it's pretty cool. I feel, I feel like I'm pretty cool to be able to do that. But I was like, yeah, Corey, dude, like this, this is, this is where you mount your, your comeback. Um, so to speak. And, and we all know how Jesse and the Vance Hines guys, they've put together a hell of a hell of a good season, man. Like, God dang, like Jesse is, he, he actually proved me hundred percent wrong earlier this year. Cause I even thought about him as a TT specialist type guy and, and shit, dude, he, uh, fucking he, he man, he's put together a good season, but I was super happy to see you rally back, um, for a couple of reasons, you know, I've, I've been in your corner since just about day one, but, um, I don't like to see runaway championships. Sorry, sorry, Cody Cop. But uh, man, anytime you make it dicey, and like I, I do want to see Corey scrap one more good time. I know I give you shit about retirement, and I still think you're gonna come back and race some. But um, yeah, man. But uh, super cool. Dan Bromley throws up on the podium with with Jesse. But man, I was super excited for Cam Smith. Man, I thought he had the podium, and and he slipped up a couple times. And you can't do that with with Jesse and the Vance and Hines crew behind you. So. Jesse kept it kept it honest, and uh, what's the difference there between third and fourth? So that's a good championship battle for him too, because you know even though it's only one position on track, every two or three points is going to be critical when you go down to the last race. Yeah, I'm not position wise. A third to fourth is two points. So I went back and watched the race, and yeah, Cam was third until I think it was the last lap. So shout out to Jesse for or maybe it was two to go. I think he got him going to the white, but. Yeah, it was, um, it was two to go. It was in the middle of turns three and four, but Jesse, like, even when, you know, he fell in practice, um, he was a little off, not really. I mean, he was still right there. He's never really off, off, but for him to go out and win the semi, it just shows how tough, tough of a competitor he's been this year. And the Vance and Hines team, like it's a grind. This season has been a grind. And even when he's a little off, he, you know, finds way to, lead laps and contend for a win so yeah no it was uh it was a good good overall race there uh yeah dan bromley got second and he's pretty freaking consistent that kid he's not a kid anymore i guess but yeah he's he's he finds ways to get on the podium like all the time so it was uh it was cool man i i don't know it's yeah it's it's going in the evolution now and it'll be interesting so i'm excited another shout out too man i mean i just just looking at this man but uh and i know people are gonna say oh it's the production class but dude there's one two three four four yamahas in the top five so and two of those were nick henderson's bike so uh big shout out to uh to nick for uh putting together a good program with bromley and, and zabala zabala um you know i would be surprised to see him take his first here pretty soon and uh colby rallied back to sixth and uh you know he was a super twins rider but people n- might not realize just how jacked up that dude was and it probably still is from injuries but um you know uh, it's cool to it's see, him, see back him back out there, out there. yeah i agree 100 yeah. it's good for the sport like yeah. i heard 
I already was, I already was done. He wasn't coming back. And I'm like, man, I hope he comes back. Like, um, and I get it. Like I mean, the, he's been hurt a lot. So, um, but I it's know, cool. man. And, and the, yeah, I mean, it's hard, cool man. I'm just saying the dude. Yeah, it's go ahead. I'll, you, you go, you <laughs> I'm interrupting the aspect. I love it. It's been like a week and a half. I haven't interrupted you lately, but no, <laughs> long story short for Colby, man, like any, those, that was his last three injuries. In all honesty, either any of them could have and should have been career ending. I mean, I think he posted where two of them had his feet like facing the wrong direction, like backwards and stuff. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be gruesome or graphic, but you know, it just shows the grit and determination. So, uh, big shout out to Colby for that, man. It's uh, it's not easy. You know, I got to babysit Dalton. He had a broken ankle, and and here's you know Colby with freaking smashed up ankles, shins, thighs, like everything, like just poor poor dude, but such a cool thing to see him still out there and, uh, and battling. I hope he puts together something for next year too. Cause uh, I think he's finding his stride on that Harley. Yeah. And I, people forget, like he's won a singles championship. Like Dan Bromley's won a singles championship. Like these are good riders and, and for Colby too, it's um it's cool. Like even if he doesn't race next year, it's cool that he came back this year and he can kind of, if he decides to do something else because of the injuries and he'll ride for a long time, like, um, but it's cool to do it on his terms. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to just do your last race, be injured and not come back. And for him to come back and finish the season, it's, uh, it's really cool to see. It's good for the sport. So, um, yeah, shout out to shout out to Colby. He's a great rider. So, um, yeah, we'll go on the Volusia with that. It's, uh, the tightest championship I think right now. So it'll be fun, man. The fans will, will get their money's worth with two races and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really been a fun year, man. It has. And, it's crazy, like two more, two more to go, like two more races for me, and you know, contending for a championship. It's uh, it's actually really, really exciting, and it's it's been an, kind of a different experience for me, and I'm really enjoying it. Like win or lose, it's been a lot of fun, and um, yeah, looking forward to to two more races in Volusia. But we'll go into super twins Rob. They had double main events, and when I seen this schedule, I'm like, dude, I don't know how the hell we're gonna get. BTR hooligan production singles two super twins mains they did a pretty good job with the schedule like we got it all in the first main event they B did Rob, B Rob got the win Rob uh go B Rob like no breaks fuck it just you <laughs> snagging know, W's there's times yeah p- people sleep on B Rob a lot unfortunately man I mean he's I don't know how many races he's won he, he's won plenty but man like when he's on his day and the bike's working for him and, and I'm not making excuses for him or anything. He's definitely, he's definitely not a TT rider and he'll, he'll tell you that. But man, if you put him on something he's comfortable with, or at least half ass comfortable with, I mean, it just goes to show you, he, he, I think he, did he break the brake pedal off or did it just, the brakes go out or what? But no, when they, like, when dude, they got bunched off off the corner, it was like the, like when they all got dicey there, I think Nice like ran into the back of his brake pedal or something I saw and broke it. So well, re- if you ask anybody on track. Facebook, you don't need brakes anyway. So he just proved everybody right. All those old timers on Facebook. What's that? The coward pedal? Like you don't need brakes. It's just like, it's going out there. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I, I'm nowhere near the fastest dude ever, but on that track right there, I would have wanted some serious breaks. Not saying I would have skidded the whole time around there, but man, you're just going in the corner so fast at that particular track. Like people don't realize that that's kind of a short track, but there were some serious speeds on that track uh, just because of the amount of grip and 
um, you know, drive off the corners. You know, you're really honking down the straight. Were you third gear or fourth gear on your bike, Corey? Uh, I always, we always, yeah, we always run, you know what? We were third. I was going to say, were we second gear? No, we were third. I run on those parallel twins. I always gear fourth gear on the miles. I know some people would like to run fifth, but I gear fourth on miles and third, um, pretty tall gearing with uh third gear on that track, but it was fast. Like, I mean, we were well, third, third gear on a twin. Cause you're still bouncing off the chip going in the corner. So, I mean, that's, I don't know what the Essence and Yamahas were were geared like, but regardless, I mean, they're still hauling I bet ass. we were going 85, uh, 85, 90 mile an hour down the straightaways. I bet, I mean, you know, I, I believe like we it, were, dude. We were flying. It was a fast, short, short track. So. But so you, th- know, you know what, though? It was fast, but it was really, like, consistent. Now, there were a few wrecks, and, and um, you know, hats off to AFT for keeping us safe with some good air fence because, man, I mean, I don't even want to think about it, but you know, you, you watch Jared Mises wreck and, and dude went head first and got followed into the wall by his bike and he got back in the race. I mean, any of the, you know, we'll just call them like Lane, the old heads out there. Um, sorry. One of my guys outside uh, throttle tuning a bike for some reason. Dino pulls me. Morning, but <laughs> I know. I'm like, what are you doing? Like I'm sitting inside my office and I can hear him outside the door. Okay. There we go. But, uh, but man, it just goes to show you how good safety gear is. Uh, Bell and I think Jared weren't Alpine stars, so their suit and and man, just I was I had brief chills watching him go into that head first. Because even still, man, I mean, I think a lot of us can say we've hit air fence and hay bales before, and you never want to wreck. But gosh dang, man, the safety gear we've got today is so good. Um, yeah. And he got back in the race. You know, a lot of people are kind of pissed off. I don't know how much you're going to get into the whole. Uh, scenario there about the pushing people back and moving people out of the way and whatnot and whatnot but um at the end of the day i'm just thankful that uh you know all our riders got up and uh you know it just shows you how good the the safety of the air fence and gear is that we're mandated to use yeah so i mean the first main b-rob one uh mace was flying all weekend and he worked his way up to second and that was a dicey main there for for a little bit briar was leading and he went under JD to make a pass. And honestly, like, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I don't even think he made contact on JD. If he did, it was very minimal um, if, racing incident. Like, I, yeah, that I, I don't, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it too much. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's a, a week after the fact. And, you know, a lot of racers, we take our rear view mirrors off for a reason. Like we don't really look behind, we look ahead. And for me, like I'm a little biased on everything um, and things that I'm biased on, maybe like I try not to be biased, but things I'm biased on, I'm not going to speak on too much because at this point in time, because it's just, uh, yeah, obviously I think my opinion is a little bit different than, than others, but um, yeah, Meese was second. And then uh, I think the JD end up third in that first race. I forget at this point. Um, anyway. Yeah. So then we went on to the second main event and um, yeah, Briar was leading, he had a red flag. Um, the incident happened. And like I said, I'm not, not going to get, get into it too much, honestly. Like I'm not stoked on how, how it all went down. I'm glad Mies is okay. Um, it ended up being, you know, they did a restart, moved them to the back. And then it was um, JD grabbed the win, which was, which was good. Um for them i mean they've been it is they've been uh and again like i think it's underrated like people talk about the restrictions on the indians which you know i'm not a fan of at all i actually wore my anybody but restrictor shirt 
at at the event uh shout out <laughs> michael lock fan club but i wore that shirt i'm not a fan of the restrictions and everything they've done to kind of take away from the indian motorcycle but i think it's underrated how much better the essence bikes are um and i want to give a shout out to their team for making those bikes better with the rules that are on the table um not a fan of the rules we'll uh see what those changes are for next year. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think we need to get on the fucking ball though. It's October and we don't, we don't have a rules yeah, package. I, so, um, I, I would like to see it released at the banquet. I'm I'm hoping for, at least by the banquet for some rules. Cause they, they know that people have got to start building some shit, man. Like whatever we do. Think the banquet is a good place to like, like, I mean, yeah, I guess cause everybody's sitting there, but I, the banquet, I wish the banquet was more like, we sat down, enjoyed the season, had a couple drinks. You know, it's kind of like oh, an, there will be drinks. Well, There's like gonna a, be drinks, brother. It's like an informational business dinner. Like it's just I I I don't know. Anyway, that's a different topic. Like yeah, right, I just so you go to the you go to the banquet, and then after the banquet, you get turned up. Court. Look, I know you're excited to do for, heroin and stuff after the banquet. <laughs> we sit there like, for an hour. You're gonna do half. every drug. No, How much are you going to drink, you alcoholic? Gonna, I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't even been drinking that much, to be honest. I mean, like maybe, maybe we used to get hammered on this podcast, but like when we first started, me and Jake, Jake would be so drunk by the end of the pod. He like didn't know, he didn't even know what he was talking about. If you go listen to like the early pods with like, I think our second interview was like Mike Hacker and a couple other ones and slamming uh yes slamming sammy sneaky sammy sabedra he used to get hammered he's like pissing in bottles during the show because they didn't want to take a bathroom break like we used to go hard on the show and it was kind of like i'd go back and listen to it i'm like woof, we were hammered so um but anyway yeah let's talk about the rule like that stuff here in a minute but shout out to yeah like i said the jd1 um the second main event b rob b rob was right there i think uh in second he must have another vacation that actually has got planned because he, he's definitely, whenever there's a wedding or a honeymoon or a vacation, B-Rob's like Mr. Podium. So B-Rob, love you to death, buddy. But uh, actually, uh, she got that, that money spent before you even got off the podium, I think. <laughs> I love B-Rob, man. We, we, <laughs> go way, we go way back. Brandon was like legit. He was my first friend I ever met at the racetrack. Uh, and I don't know, don't know how many people know that. But yeah, I mean, my my first year racing, Brandon was the kid I had to try and beat and I raced with. And he was like him and Jordan Harris and Chris McCarty. They were like my first friends I met at the racetrack and me and B-Rob go way back. And yeah, you said people sleep on him a little bit. I think that's because he's kind of quiet. He's, he doesn't really, there's no social media flash to B-Rob. He lives a very um, basic, <laughs> he has a basic lifestyle. Like I saw hey, him. Kind of a big old dork. Oh, for but sure. I kind of love it about him. Yeah. Like during the hurricane, that's cool. did you like see? he's like the cool nerd. He's like a board like, game. Dude's got and, like a career too. Like it's like it's like a board game <laughs> and wine drinker. Like during the hurricane, <laughs> like taking photos and of his cat. He's dude. He's like the strong, independent woman of American flat track. He's got his wine and he's got his cat. <laughs> and he's a savage, an absolute savage on a motorcycle. Um, oh my god! Yeah, he really is like. And yeah. you get him in his own, like, um, it, well, just at, like PDT, man. He came over and just, when he was training here for a while, he would just show up on his stock 09 and just turn the wheel, the front wheel, the incorrect direction and just, just freaking leave everybody. Like, it's, it's crazy how 
I'm trying to think of, of a style he mimics because he, he's got kind of his own unique style, but it's it's just really pretty the way he can be so tall and hunched over, but make it work. You know, like yeah. he doesn't have that traditional, like cool photogenic form that, you know, that Jared Meese has, or, or he, he's kind of awkward looking on the bike, but God dang, he rides it so well. And he's, he's clearly uh, at the top of his game. And I think he's one of them guys too, that he gets better with age. Like he's absolutely like, Every year, he, he gets, I think, better and better. And you mentioned the TT thing, but he's really not that bad on TTs. Like, I think um, it's just like there's so many good, great TT riders now. You know, he's he's like a mid-pack guy on a TT, you know, or mid to, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth place on a TT. But he's not bad on TTs. Like, he's gotten no, a lot better. Not. I think Peoria this year, a couple times, he was like top five in qualifying. So, um anyway yeah good overall weekend for b-rob good weekend for uh jd and then yeah it, it, a lot of excitement man it was uh widely talked another about. podium for dallas yeah dallas too sorry about that I forgot to mention that he he came through with uh with a solid podium because he he actually was a little off all weekend um i don't know about all weekend but i think like one of the qualifying sessions early on he was like 10th or you know 9th 10th or 11th so um, Dallas is a racer though, and he figured out a so a way to figure it out. Hold on, dude. So I'm I'm looking. I'm actually trying to be better like you are. At this I'm looking at some stats here, and you know Dallas and JD moved into second and third in the championship. You know I know it's a big bummer for Briar, but he's got two at Volusia to come back from. But dude, JD actually, and I don't know if anybody's even mentioned this, but is this the first time forever? that Yamaha had the most wins in the season so far. I mean, I know we still have two races left, but JD's got more wins than Mies, Breyer, and Dallas. And b I would, I would say, yeah, because Indian Motorcycle, they were pretty much winning every race for a long time. And then prior to that, it was Harley-Davidson. So, and, Yeah, and yeah. maybe Cowie's, uh, when B-Smith was on Cowie's, I mean, I don't know how many he won in that season that he won his championship in, but I'm just saying, like, Yamaha, collectively, Yamaha's got uh, – six wins this year four for jd and two for dallas that's that's a big pat on the back to to uncle tim there that's that's pretty amazing man like you said though they they do a lot of work on that team so uh that's much much deserved hey Corey, you're in 15th in the super twins class it's not bad you're beating sammy yeah yeah i'm uh that's real important to what we're doing i'm, I'm glad to hear that i was hoping for uh hoping for a solid top 30 in the points, but, um, I did finish the, uh, super twins race at, uh, dude, at, uh, at you'd Cedar probably Lake. be top 10 and you'd be top 10 in points right now. If you did at least half of the ones that you bailed on, I know your team and stuff like that, that, you know, you guys are small budget. I'm not hating on you for that. I'm just, just being, being <sighs> funny. Cause, uh, yeah, it's people ask me all the time about the challenge and I guess I'll touch upon it a little bit. It's just not a priority for me. Like I have nothing to prove in that class for me. I like to go out. I, I like the competitive that like I'm competitive and everything I do, I want to go out. I want to, I want to do well, but man, the risk on, for starting on the fourth row and it's, there's no points benefit for me. I mean, it's some money. It's, you know, obviously the money's good and thankful mission foods supports that challenge and, and everything. And some guys, they have a different mindset to that challenge. Like I know Jesse goes out there and he puts in, you know, some big efforts in those challenge races. And a lot of these other guys do as well. And for me, it's just like, it's just do my laps, <laughs> stay out of trouble and, uh, 
you know, and, and make some extra cash. And sometimes we go out there and we do some testing, like we'll, we'll test something crazy with suspension or something. Paul Ott, he'll, he'll make a big adjustment and say, Hey, go out there in the challenge and, and give it a whirl. But we actually won the, won the challenge. Like I was the top production guy in the challenge too. So it was, uh, that was cool, I guess, but yeah, anyway, so. Well, you need to put a little more, a few more dollars in your bank account. It goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. Especially, yeah, with, I don't know exactly what I'm doing next year. So, um, yeah, it's good to put some money away. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Shane or Rob. Um, again, maybe a little biased, but that's all day long. Like, you know, she was riding really good. Her her uh, lap times were good. And that first main event, I think she got ninth or, you know, a top 10 for sure, which is, you know, people want to hammer her for her bad races, but she beat a lot of really good guys, you know, Ben Lau, I think, uh, Pearson, Bronson, like she straight up beat those guys on a twin, on a short track. Um, the second main event was tougher. Um, I think they had some issues they were dealing with, but the first main, um, yeah, she's, she's been making a lot of improvements and, you know, it, no one's going to, um, praise that just the nature of society, but the message boards are getting quieter on the hate, at least. Uh, but she's, well, she's been, just been to, coming around for sure. Well, just to compare to, and I know uh, this is nothing against any of these other riders, but her best time in the, that race was a 16-9. Uh, Davis, 16-8. Brandon Price, 16-9. Vanderkoy, 16-8. So she was a tenth off of, and I say this, you know, obviously there's multiple laps or whatnot, but her time, time-wise, I mean, that's a top seven finish with her time. Like if she just dropped another 10th, easier said than done. But like you said, though, that's, that's progress, man. And people don't understand that. They think that she was going to get right on the bike and, and, and go straight to the front. And, and yeah, it's a great fairy tale and we'd love to see it. I mean, I'd be the first one to shout out Shana, but uh, you know, I knew she'd never work it out. And the thing about her, like she doesn't get emotional. She doesn't get like pissed off. She doesn't get happy. Like she just does her job. And, and like, if the bike's not working or if she can't, you know, ride it safely, then, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I don't, I don't hold it against her for woeing it down a little bit. There's no sense in throwing away a $50,000 motorcycle because, you know, you, you got some head shake. So, you know, well, that's I, the I, biggest I think, bummer. Like Rob, these are the tracks, the tracks that she's doing the best on are tracks that normally she would be doing not the best. Like she's more of a mile rider. She's won a bunch of miles but the bike isn't handling for her on the miles. Obviously people, it's visible how much, how much the bike's wobbling. And for anybody watching, like if you ever ridden a mile and you have a little bit of wobble or tank slap, it's, it's terrifying. Like it's, it's not a good feeling going 140 with a guardrail, six inches to your right. And the bike's wobbling out of control. And if you intensify that by, you know, as much as her bike shaking and she's still riding the thing, it's actually frustrating for me. I'm like, dude, you just need to pull in. That thing is like, I've told her multiple times in the miles this year. I'm like, yo, like just pull in. Like that thing is, it's not doing what you want it to do. So anyway, what, what, yeah, it's, it's one of them things, you know, I like the, I'm more of a, am I a glass half full rub kind of guy or glass half empty? Most people would probably argue. It really that. depends on your day. It depends <laughs> on your day with you. I'm not going to say one, one way or the other. Cause there's days where I'm like, Corey, get the, fuck out of your negativity because you'll be in your own head but in other days you're like like full of piss and vinegar like hey rob let's go fight like 20 dudes i'm like all right all right all right Corey. i think let's think about this but you know you're you're definitely extreme on either way like 
when you have a few drinks in you and it's a roller skating rink, dude, Corey is ready to fight anyone, folks. Oh, come on. I don't hide my emotions, though. Like, uh, that's one thing. Like, you, I'm very... No, tense. you're not like... Yeah, yeah. You, you're not sad face or nothing. You're not nah. like, crying in the corner, but nah. but you definitely can tell like if, if you're if you're thinking about something or if the wheels are turning a little bit too fast inside your head, like I can see that from ten miles away. But uh Yeah. You know, maybe I'm just used to you. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Well, overall, good good weekend in Cedar Lake. Hope we go back there. The series goes back there next year. I thought it was really cool. Not a lot of fans, which Again, we've talked about this on the pod, and I, you know, yeah. I, could, I could go on and on about the the fan turnout and some things. I think the series could do better there, but um, yeah, it's dude. I'm it's, not going to give them this day and age, Rob. Oh, it's it's a lot. You're fine, bro. In this day and age, it's a lot tougher to get fans to these races with live streaming and you know just technology, and people just don't feel like they're missing much by not going, and that's a narrative you can change by, you know, the way you market the event and the, the way you run the event. And uh, we just need to get more fans at these races. Cause if we don't get fans at these races, it doesn't pay the promoters bills. It doesn't, you know, the promoters aren't making money like they need to, this is a business and then we will not have races. So I think one thing we need to focus on or the series needs to focus on moving forward is um, really emphasizing that we need more fans and we need more riders. Um, I've talked about that a bunch. Like it's, it's embarrassing for me to line up next to four other riders in a freaking heat race, you know, and, and it's happened a few times this year in production twins and super twins where I look around on the grid and there's four other people, including myself, there's five people in a heat race. So there's a, there's a lot that, that can be done and we need to get on the ball. Like I mentioned the rules package it's October. It's early October right now. And, and we really need to, to get this stuff going. Like these small teams, they work. A lot of these guys have real jobs. They can only work on their equipment after work for a few hours every night, maybe once on the weekend, they have families to build motorcycles. It, it takes a long time. It takes months and months to build order frames and it's October 4th. Test. And we just don't have, yeah, and test. And a lot of these people, it's the winner. So testing is not easily accessible for 85% of the country. And yeah, we just got to get yep, on the ball here. Right. We got to, got to, you know, look at what's essential and just make it happen. Like we got to, we got to find ways to to do it, Rob. Yeah, man, I want to take a quick rewind too, man. And, and, um, you know, people always say, oh, you're swinging for AFT's nuts. I'm, I'm really not. But I'll, I do want to give them a shout out. Like you said earlier in the pod, like they could have tried to rush the program on Saturday, maybe. I mean, I know the, the weather was coming and going. <clears throat> and, and, and yeah, it sucks. There wasn't a whole lot of fans there. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt just to – it was cold and rainy. Um, and you know how fans are, especially Dirt Track fans. They know that, like, shit can be canceled. And, and then – Anytime you move it to a Sunday, you got so many factors, not just the church crowd, but there's a lot of factors, man. People are mowing the grass on Sunday. People are catching up before they got to go to work on Monday. Like we all kind of knew that the crowd was going to be light for Sunday. Um, AFT clearly knew that. But um, like you said earlier, though, shout, shout out to him for making a tough call, but ultimately the right call. You know, just like Jared had to make it Springfield, man. I know he was kicking his own ass for canceling early, but at the same time, People are going to armchair quarterback you all day long, myself included. Corey, we're both guilty of it too. Um, but 
Um, you know, I, I would love to see, even though it's in Wisconsin and it's in the middle of nowhere and you got to deal with Wisconsin people. Sorry, I love you, Brooks. I love you, Michler. But uh, some of the other Wisconsinites are a little awkward, you know. And then I guess the fact that Jeffrey Dahmer movie came out like the same weekend we were there, like just made me really kind of sideways look at Wisconsinites. But uh, I know I want to give well, a shout out to uh, Landon <laughs> Banazak or Banazak. I, I think it's Banazak. I'm probably jacking your name, buddy. But Landon is a he's a little ripper from Wisconsin. He rides. I think he's on an 85 right now and his his family they're really cool and they listen to the podcast and they brought me a case of land shark rob so at the end of the day at the end of the weekend win or lose i, I was winning because there was a case of land shark sitting in uh in their truck for me so yeah shout out to uh yeah to that's, that's, that's banana awesome. zach i think uh raymond and them um yeah i think he's a little little dude they're from uh up in mayville or may somewhere wisconsin man but uh I didn't get anything, man. How come people bring you land sharks? But actually, no, I take that back. The Brooks, they're also Wisconsinites, and they always go out of their way to get me cheese curds. So, man, maybe I got to rethink my Wisconsin comment. Just what's your uh, people, but what's your beer of choice? I don't even you don't drink beer, so I don't drink your... beer. No, but that's the thing. They know I don't drink beer, and they know that I'm relatively round, I mean, and I I enjoy a, I enjoy a nice cheese curd. People can't just like throw El Camino's at you like that's kind of pricey so um land sharks you know they know know I'm a fan so they bring me cases of sharks all right folks anybody that I'm a I'm a size XL in El Camino any any year any make any model El Camino um if you want to support the pod get us another El Camino and I'll fix it up nice for Corey uh dude I found you that one it was great are you gonna get that thing or not I don't know man I mean I, if I, I want an El Camino bad, I've loved El Caminos for a long time. And, um, McGrain actually, Tom McGrain senior has a badass El Camino. He got from yep. Johnny Lewis's dad and I'm kind of saving money. If he ever wants to sell that, I really want that thing, but it's going to be Amber, my wife, Amber, it's going to be her Florida grocery getter. And she's kind of not, not super into that, that idea. <laughs> um, but I think it'd be badass just to roll around, throw a, you know, a twin in the back of that thing and go do some local races in the future. But I'm dude, I'm seriously contemplating taking mine to the banquet. I'm I'm really like driving it to Daytona now. I know it's getting a new transmission right now. So I'm thinking I need to get somebody to maybe follow me. Um, follow me down there with a trailer. I hate to say that, but if I'm prepared with a trailer, chances are it won't break, but Lane said he's riding shotgun, so you know he's going to be like, mash in a boil, let's see what this thing's got. And we'll be doing interstate pulls the whole way and getting like six miles to the gallon. But we'll have a hell of a good time. I have a couple Where are we more at? Things. We're just. What? I say, dude, we're the world's worst about just like getting off in different directions. Uh, it's all good. This is kind of a potpourri. Is that the word pod? Yeah. So um, I have two more que- uh, brief things I wanted to ask you about. Some fans actually asked. And want to Uh-oh. get into that a little Uh-oh. bit, but I want to make sure we shout out Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. The new 23 motorcycles are out. I just ordered a 23 450 moto bike. I'm stoked on it. it they've done a lot of improvements with that 23 Yamaha, obviously. Yamaha's they put training off. wheels on it for you? <laughs> yeah, training wheels and a step stool, but they're coming, <laughs> off, um, they're coming off wins, championship wins with Eli Tomac and Supercross, Motocross, uh, Obviously, the star star bikes and the 250s are 
are crushing it. It's just all around the board. Yamaha's doing just some really cool things in the industry. Check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, pianos, <laughs> and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Yeah, I want to get into this question, Rob. Um, our good buddy, Scotty Taylor from Flat Track Flashback actually asked this one. And it's actually a really good question. The the dashes we have, Rob, in the Super Twins, the Mission Challenge, and then the Al-Am Challenge and singles, should those dash races pay points? Um, about seven, eight years ago, maybe a decade ago, actually, time flies, um, we used to pay points for the dash. So you made the dash and you'd get like five points for a win, four, three, two, one. I, I, if you got like six in the dash, I don't think you got any points. Should those dashes pay just pay money or should they pay points and maybe use the dash to line up for the main event i know that's like some car races do that what are um, your thoughts i'm okay with the dash setting the grid for the first like four in the main um i from a personal standpoint i mean i'm never probably going to make a, a dash but i would like to say that even i'm going to have to agree with the old heads on this one for the most part i think uh, i think the dash should stay a dash for cash, um, just like a bonus race. Like, but Hey, here's some money, go kick ass. Um, because I hate to say it, but you know, if you're running third or fourth in the dash with the last lap, you're going to kind of just like fold it in, you know what I mean? But, but if there's points on the line, somebody might be inclined to make a boneheaded move and then all of a sudden, boom, you get two points in the dash, but you took out a dude or whatever. And now he can't run the main event or you can't run the main event. So I'd like to see the dash stay money. I don't have a problem with it gridding up how you finish in the dash for the main. I think that'd be a cool feature, but um, I'm, I'm kind of, unless somebody gives me a much better argument, I'm, I'm personally against paying out points in the dash. Yeah. I, and not for any like main reason. Like I don't have a good reason not to. I just feel like the dash for cash should be just the dash for winning some cash. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually. I, I don't like the, I didn't like when they paid points for the dash 10 years ago. Uh, I just think you should, it's kind of, I don't think novelty races like the dash should have championship implications. The only thing that I would maybe do is I would like to see everybody that makes the dash get paid. Like right now it's winner take all. And a lot of instances you see in these dashes, it's like first and second is checked out and it's like two rate, two laps to go or one lap to go. The other riders just kind of pull off or the intensity just drops. And I feel like, you know we could add some intensity to it if we you know paid all four riders and there was you know a a decent gap between each position like you know if you're making zero for second by inches or you know fourth for pulling off there's really no you know the intensity there after the first lap especially in a four lap dash it's kind of like all right well that's over so um yeah i'd like to see everybody get paid in the dash maybe soften the soften the um the amount for the winner and uh you know let let the other riders get paid as well i don't know well you know what i'm just looking i'm just trying to do some quick math here so say and and i know some of the aft guys listen to this too and maybe even al lamb does but say right now it's a 2500 dollars winner take all right for the is that for the, the that's yeah, the single right? yeah. five yeah so so just say I know it's a it's a hell of a pay cut, but say you do it your way, you pay say pay a thousand to win, then what like maybe seven fifty? I don't know. I'd do the math, but you, you could, could totally even do pay all four. 
you can even do like a thousand bucks is still a lot of money for four laps. Oh yeah, bucks. yeah, and it would go a long way There's for these 17, singles 50. riders to to make make an extra two hundred and fifty or five hundred dollars for finishing third or fourth in the day. Oh yeah, so. look at there. So you could do a thousand seven fifty, five hundred two fifty. Yeah, or yeah, I'm even like cool that. with going like twelve fifty or fifteen hundred for the winner, making it a big jump to win, and yeah. then doing like. 350 250 i just want to see some i want to see them be able to make something there but anyway um yeah and then sure. this, it, it, yeah. no I, I think that's a good idea sorry we're on a great we're in agreement. i mean we just have to see um you know and maybe that's something i don't even know how you'd bring that up but you know you'd have to have like a, a rider's meeting because of course you know i think i think cody's taking home i don't know how many of them check so he might have a, he's won a, a personal objection to yeah cody if you're listening fuck off okay i'm telling you right now fuck off you've won enough money this year that buys you a lot of juice boxes and candy at the candy store, man. He's Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, I love dude. I love the fact that he's like so young and you're so old and like he stayed with you and like numerous times you're like, Yeah, I had to get him out of there. Like I, I was over him and the same thing he would say at other reversal, like, Oh man, I was pissing Corey off so good today. Like him and Trent both, like you can tell like <laughs> they enjoy getting you fired up and, and like, you know, I get along with all them kids too. I love the fact that like they come to me and like, Hey man, I got Corey so mad today. And it's like, it just makes me giggle. Cause like, <laughs> I'm like the number one Corey antagonist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After like a month of hanging out with e either one of those Cody or Trent, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you got, you got to go, go do something like, uh, how does, how does Amber react? Is Amber like, Oh, be nice, Corey, they're kids. Or is she like, get them fucking kids out of our house. <laughs> she's really nice like she doesn't she she likes having them there as well like they're all kind of our adopted kids but cody man he just like golly it's i like he's he's yeah he's pretty i i forget how young he is until he's like it's just like that nuisance like little kid shit it's like he's just fucking with me it's like cody go away like it's like go do something so just non-stop playing the re repeat game with you uh, just like just, repeating everything you say yeah but yeah like something like that i mean i i love cody man he's he's such a good kid and uh just stoked for his success and i've ever since i've talked to him even when he was like a kid like i've i've known cody his whole life basically and even when he was like 9 10 11 years old he's just always been like a really fun kid to be around but after a while, it's like, damn, dude, I'm not, I'm not getting child support to be watching you like this, this much. Like, you need to go find something to do. Um, but anyway, yeah, if if he didn't come train with me this winter, I don't know if he would have pulled this title off. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll definitely take some, not. We'll take definitely some credit not. for that. Um, I got one sure. more. <laughs> I, I got another question here, and then one more thing to wrap it up. But um, shout out to Indian Motorcycle. They they've been with us for a long time. They support our podcast. Support the sport really cool brand they're involved in bagger racing moto america american flat track super hooligan racing if you can go test ride a motorcycle their lineup of bikes is just insane i, I really want to get a challenger at some point uh the chief the roadmaster the scout the ftr they got a, a really cool lineup of lineup of bikes and really thankful their, for their support of the podcast um so rob somebody they I haven't guess, sent me my ftr yet yeah, uh, Gary lost. I was waiting for an FTR to show up. I guess yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Dean, if you're listening, right? Dean? Because he doesn't <laughs> if, hate me anymore. If Chad comes back at Volution and uh, doubles up on the two more wins, we got to talk Eric into getting you an El Camino with an FTR in the back, already loaded, just for, you know, 
full setup. Man, like a, a bonus. As much as I'd like to say that, dude. As much as I'd like to say that, I'm sure if Chad can pull off a, a double or even one win, like Eric's the kind of dude where he's gonna be like, "All right, everybody's getting something." Now I'm not saying I'm getting El Camino FTR in the back, but Eric, if you're listening, man, hey, just one El Camino is cool with me, man. We'll we'll get an FTR. I got Sammy's here. We'll just throw it in the back, but. If Chad um, wins two more at Volusia, Razzles will get shut down. Like it'll. Oh it'll my god! Get yeah. Shut oh, down. dude. Oh, dude. I'm taking your parent. Your your mom's going to Razzles. Your sister's going to Razzles. Amber's <laughs> going to Razzles. Like we're taking everybody. Like sorry, Nicole Mees, you're going to Razzles. Uh, Jenny Lewis, you're going to Razzles. <laughs> um, Jody Johnson, you're going to Razzles. Help me out, Corey. Um, um, um Michael Locke. Basically everybody. Gene. Michael Locke's definitely going to Razzles. Gene. Gene. Oh, he's already there. Gene and Cam, they're there. Gene's um, got a VIP set up already. Yeah. Like, yeah I know good. she loves the. I know she loves the shout out. So, uh, Mariah, photo. You're going to Razzles. Oh, Mariah's um, Razzles. Um, she's definitely going. Yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, I'm taking Mama Julie too. Where's she at? <laughs> she's in. Katie. Katie's going to Razzles. Oh, yep. See, she's in. Nodding. Who's nodding? Razzles. Like Chambers. Going to Razzles. Chambers is coming. Chamber. Oh, dude, Chambers, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the question I was going to ask is somebody wrote – somebody sent me a uh, – it's like a photo of, I guess, like these flat trackers. I don't even know where it is. I think it might be England. They're, they're racing in is the Is it rain. the rain? Yes. So yeah. is there any feasible way I, – I have an answer, but can we do that here? Like – Cause so, someone's they literally oh, uh, so somebody literally sent it to me and they said AFT needs to get their shit together. Why can't we race in the rain? And I think they were serious. So go ahead, well, Rob. A couple quick, couple quick things on that. That that one hundred percent boils down to track. Um, and when I mean that, it's it's the dirt of the track because we've all been there before. Where you know you could just dump out a water bottle on a certain part of certain tracks in their clay. And you'll bust your ass walking on it, much less riding on it. But, and I'm going to be biased here, but I know for a fact that you can call up right now Trent Lowe, you can call Trevor Bruner, you can call up Dalton, Landon Smith, any of them. There's certain tracks, for instance, PDT, where we have raced in the rain before. Um, so, yes, it is possible. Now, <clears throat> more importantly, with racing in the rain, it's a cool thought. Uh, it's definitely a little bit slicker, definitely a little more on the edge. But, Let's be real. No spectators are going to sit out in the middle of the rainstorm or what. I mean, you can't even get spectators to hardly stay outside for a MotoGP race in the rain or a, a freaking um, Formula One race in the rain, much less flat track on dirt. And then just – sorry, Corey, I got sidetracked. There's an old dude walking into my shop right now, and when I say this dude's got some coochie cutters on, like his balls are going to be hanging out underneath here before long. They're so short. I got sidetracked. But anyway, um, it would just depend on the track. It would depend on the track as far as if you could race in the rain. But realistically, it's not happening, man. Like 90% of our riders would be immediately against it. Well, I'm looking but, at um, the schedule here, Rob, now. And Volusia, you can't race in the rain. Texas, you can't race in oh, the yeah. rain. I-70, you can't race in the rain. Red Mile, both of those, you can't race in the rain. Laconia, you can't race in the rain. Um, Laconia would be like a very like 5% maybe if they prepped it differently. Lima, you could race Where? in the rain. Laconia. But I would say no. Uh, yeah, but Lima. No, because that dirt, they put that new gushy clay on there. Yeah, Lima, you could race yeah. in the rain, but Lima is too fast. Like, it would maybe work on a cushion short track that was low speeds. Yeah. Um, Lima would... You, you know would be man, sick? You'd run out of tear-offs. And, like, because we'd have Squared. to run front fenders. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, and and looking at it, like you said, Lima. But the thing with Lima too is just remember, think of like you said, vision, tear off. So, like remember you the could do Lima maybe Meadowlands a couple years ago. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was a yeah. very soft drizzle, um, and we were racing in the rain, and everybody ran out of tear offs by the middle of the main event. Uh, Briar took his glove off, and he was wiping his shield with his hand. I ran out of tear off. Yep. I still have my helmet actually from that race and I didn't, I didn't take the shield off and it's just the vision is I had to pull off. There was no more, no more tear offs. And you know, cause the, we don't have front fenders, like the dirt flies off the front wheel and I was pulling like a tear off a straightaway. So uh, looking at these other yeah. ones, New York, Port Royal, Black Hills, Castle Rock, None. Can't, can't run None those, those in the rain. Springfield, you could maybe do sack, but fuck, it's a mile, so probably probably not ideal. Not the play call. Cedar Lake and then Volusia again. So yeah, I mean, it was cool to see that. Like I, that was that was kind of kind of cool. And I've raced in the rain. Um, I've raced in at York Half Mile. It was a it's a cushion in Pennsylvania. I've raced and it was raining, boy. <laughs> it was raining, and I've raced in the rain, and it makes you feel like a like a Spartan warrior. You just feel like a badass racing in the rain, but it's, uh, it's not the move. And, and I've thought about these short tracks, like maybe doing the tarp thing where, um, I know in speedway racing overseas, correct me if I'm wrong to our European listeners, but they like kind of tarp it like baseball fields do. And then they pull the tarp back off and that would maybe work on like, if we raced a bunch of Daytona short track size tracks, but even then like tarp to cover, a track like that, I'm sure the expenses is probably 20, 30 grand, like to cover that. So, Oh my God, there, there's no, there's really no telling, but the thing is though, it just gets back to the, to the dirt. I mean, Speedway, I've seen those guys race in the rain too, but then I've also seen them get delayed or canceled because certain, certain dirt, man, you can't fucking walk on it, much less race on it. I mean, there's yeah. some mud out there, Corey, and you'll agree that there's some mud that is straight up slicker than ice. Like, oh, like, and it'll whoop. just, yeah. And it happens quick. Like with me, you know, he was pissed at rapid city because that place you could have grip and all of a sudden you just fall, fall. I mean, kind of like Cedar Lake, the test day yep. or, uh, or the race yep. day we were, we yeah. were hauling we ass. Get, and, uh, oh shit. My sound. That off and BK both BK said that he lost. I was like, man, what happened? You lose the front, the rear. He's like, dude, they both went so fast that like there was no saving. And sometimes those can be the worst in those kind of tricky conditions, especially like, with a road race background because all of a sudden like perfect example cody cop he about sent it it had he hit a slick spot and immediately you're like on the locks trying to save a high side so you know unfortunately you there's not enough consistency in the dirt to safely run a big track like the guy that was posting a picture that was like a small stadium style track anyway so it's probably a second gear short track so None of it is safe anyway, but I mean, I think we'd much rather all wreck in second gear than fourth gear on a half mile, you know? Yeah. I got one more thing, Robin. I'll let you go. I want to give a shout out to Moto America. They support our podcast. They had an amazing season this year. A lot of interesting stuff with uh, the Moto America series. I don't know all the champions offhand. I'm just going off uh, what I remember, but Josh Heron came away with the 600cc championship. Uh, Blake Davis came away with the Twins Cup, which actually was like, a big surprise to me. Uh, I know he's a really good young racer, but you didn't hear his name a ton this year. I think he won Daytona, but to be consistent and to come away with a, a Moto America championship at, I think he's only like 17 or 18. Like he's, he's really young. So for him to win the twins cup was really cool. Cody Wyman won the junior cup championship. Corey Alexander 
crushed it this year and won the stock 1000 championship. Again, this is all off what I remember. And then Rob Barber going into the last race that I have probably the, one of the closest Superbike championships in a long time. Uh, you had the Italian Petrucci on a Ducati versus the American surfer, Jake Gagne from Southern California on the Yamaha. Couldn't get any different contrasting personalities, riding styles. And, uh, and, Gagne, and Gagne, you know, he dominated. And and uh, I, I think Cam Peterson actually won race two. Shout out to Cam. Um, he was flying all weekend. But, yeah, just a really cool season. And uh, Barbara was – that track looks awesome. I know that's your kind of your home track, man, and you've won a, won a race there. Did you win Junior Cup or was it BTR? I forget the class you won. But uh, B- BTR. BTR, <laughs> Twins yeah. Cup, man. <laughs> But man, it's it's so crazy too, though, because I was just just giggling and looking the other day, just out of curiosity, because I always do the whole, man, what if I just grit it back up? But dude, they qualified it like over two seconds a lap faster than than my race winning time. So the the level, of course, the machinery has gotten a lot better, also. But just being real and honest, like nowadays, I would be lucky and thankful to get a top ten in that class. There's those kids are so good, man, and the bikes are so dialed in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I kind of figured Gagne was going to, going to take it, nothing against Petrucci or anything, but Gagne has got the track knowledge and Barber's one of those ones where, you know, there are a few little secrets and tricks here and there to, I say, put in a fast lap I and mean, God dang, they're like 10 seconds a lap faster than I ever was on their super bikes. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I had a feeling it was going to be Gagne. He just had the momentum and, and really is realistically, Every race Petrucci won this year was due to either Gagne DNF or mechanicals or something like that. But whenever they raced heads up, Gagne, in my opinion, always had the had the better of them. I, w- I would have liked to see a different brand uh, win the championship. Nothing against uh, Attack or those guys. They put in a lot of a lot of work. Um, but um, you know, Yamaha and Superbike and road racing has kind of been like the XR750 and then the FTR of uh, flat track. You know, it's kind of like you're going to see a blue bike up front in just about every class. Um, except for junior cup, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, man, mission, uh, him mission, uh, mission, I guess helps him out too. But, uh, Moto America has, has done a good job this year. Um, they're really doing good about reaching far levels. Um, there's not really a Moto GP race at some point where the commentators haven't given Moto America like a shout out or, or like Petrucci went and ran the Suzuki this, this year. So, I'm sorry, the last race. So the announcers were talking about the Moto America and how he came from a Ducati to a Suzuki. And hell, he even ran a Dakar race um, on a KTM this year. So Petrucci definitely, uh, hell, maybe he'll do a flat track next year. Who knows, man? That dude can ride anything. Yeah, and I know he wasn't well-received. I mean, his comments a bunch, honestly. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I read some of his comments, and I'm like, man, dude's kind of just, like, came off as, like, like, like an excuse maker. and. And I was at VIR and I was sitting right, right around the bend there where he went off the track and he, he put the blame on Skoltz for, for pushing him wide on the, on the kink or whatever you go around the kink there on that front straightaway. And man, I didn't see it. Like it looked like he tried to make that pass and went off the track on his own. And to put that blame, like, did. That, that was a serious, like for him to blame another rider for trying to, take his life he pretty much said i i'm like man i that, i have a problem with that so um but anyway i'm glad he was all right like i was there i was working in race control and i'm um moving forward throughout this season he did get a lot better um with his attitude with 
you know, talking about the series. And one thing I've said about these Moto America racers that I think is really cool, and it's a lot different than American Flat Track, is these Moto America riders, they take a lot of pride in their series. Um, when Petrucci was saying negative things about Moto America, there was about a dozen riders who went to bat for the series. And um, it seems like the riders in that series are really appreciative of what Moto America is doing for them. And, uh, and that's cool, man. Like when you have riders in the series working together, it's, it's good to help, help that grow. And um, do we see Petrucci come back, Rob? Um, I, I heard Cam is coming back. He's running a BMW. I think I heard, I don't know exactly. I, I haven't talked yeah. to Cam. We're going to get Cam on the pod here in the, the near future, um, hopefully, but yeah. Do we, do we see Petrucci yep, back and what are we looking like for next year? Uh, man, I mean, I, I don't think we've got an announcement that Petrucci's come back yet. I don't know if we know that for a fact. Um, either way, you know, um, as much as I'd love to see Cam come back, I'm happy to see that. Uh, Gagne and them attack bikes are pretty dialed. So Cam's going to have his work cut out for him. I think he's going to get a win here and there. Um, I just don't know if the BMW, um, I know they're putting in lots of work over there, but I just don't know if that's that has the package to go the whole year for a championship. Uh, I hope I'm proven wrong. But The thing right is, now, too, is I'm, like – Cam rode those attack bikes for a long time. So he'll have some insider knowledge maybe to, to help that BMW get closer. So for sure, for sure. Absolutely. But that bike has also progressed and he's ridden it last as well. And uh, the guy, the kind of guy Stamboli is like, he's going to go back to the shop. They could have a 10 race winning streak and he's going to go back to the shop and find something to make better. Anyway, that's just like, I would love to see a Stamboli getting excited about dirt track. Cause dude, there'd be some, there'd be some cross eyes going on, man. Cause like, I'm a dreamer myself, but he's a dreamer to where he's got the ability to make some serious shit happen. Like he could just, he's kind of like Vance and Hines is like, there's like CNC machines over here to make this to me. The dude built his own MotoGP bike. If that what if we, uh, what if we got Richard Stamboli and Eric Buell, we gave them that new Honda motor and said, you two guys make us a, uh, make us an AFT super twins, Honda twin. Um, can you imagine uh, what it would turn out? Like, oh yeah. Sick. I mean, it would be, so it would be like, see, so Stan Bully would, would focus on just, I don't want to say the keep it simple method, but he would take and look at exactly what has worked and then improve on that and make that better. Whereas I think Eric Buell would be like, all right, well, everybody's running chromoly frame. So I'm going to run a carbon fiber frame or, or I'm going to run a, you know, you know what I mean? Like with Eric, like he's going to have this vision for 10 years down the road where Stan Bully's like, all right, well, I'm going to go win a championship next year. Um, yeah. I'm going to build yeah, the frame myself. I'm going to build this myself. But, yeah, we should, uh, dude, we I would love a, to. Have, we, should, we should get Stan Bully on. You I know was how just going to say that. I was just going to say we should get Stan Bully He would probably I'll, – I'll reach out to him. I'll reach out to him if you want okay. me to. He yeah, do amazing. it. No, that'd be good. Um, cool. Well, I want to give a shout-out to a couple more sponsors that make this show happen every single week. Uh, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19-inch and 17-inch flat track tires, off-road, street, Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Commercial Industrial Love Roofing Jerry. Company. Yeah, Jerry was back in the back in the building at Cedar Lake, and, uh, and B-Rob got a win. So big win for their team. And I talked to Jerry, and I won't say I won't say too much, but he's really excited to go racing next year. He's uh, He's got some really cool things in the works. So uh, stoked to see that. Stoked to see where him and his team go in the sport. And Hell of a roofer, nearly 40 years of experience. Check out his website, commercialroofsystems.net. If you need any commercial industrial roofing, he's your man. And then shout out to Manscaped. 
Do you want to drop three tenths of a second on your lap times all around the world? State of the art swimmer and cyclists are shaved down like a baby seal. It's time motorcycle racers do the same to cut through the wind. Like no other, you should be as smooth as a stick of butter to do this. You need manscaped in your life. Manscaped is AMA and FIM approved. The lawn mower 4.0 is waterproof has a 7,000 RPM quiet stroke motor and is designed to prevent nicks and tugs on everything important in your life. Check out the code on their website, manscaped.com. The code for 20% off and free shipping is tank slap 20. So appreciate them as well. Uh, we got another week off, Rob. We'll probably throw a pod in here next week. Maybe we can get an interview pod before I head to Florida. I'm going to head to Florida a little bit early. Um, big hurricane job last week. I was stressing, but uh, the house, my house stood tall, baby. I mean, it's what... It, it withstood the hurricane, not much damage, a little bit of siding stuff, but I'm going to go down a little bit early and try to get that fixed and enjoy some warm weather and get ready for Volusia, but I'm sure we can get a, another pod in here next week. Absolutely. Love it. All right, guys, subscribe, it, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Appreciate all the support. Give us a follow on social media and until next time we out. <laughs>